I have a graveyard of podcasts. Like you guys have no idea how many episodes I've recorded and never released. Some of them I've edited, colored, exported, watched them, and then decided I hate them and no one's ever going to see this. I recorded my first episode here in Liberia a week ago. And then as I was recording it, I completely undermined myself and the point I was trying to make and realized this is a terrible episode. So this is the second attempt at making a podcast in Liberia, which in and of itself is hard enough with the environment. I mean, at any moment, someone could pop by and want to visit and I am obligated to be with them because that's the culture here. If I told them I'm busy and I'm working on something that would be pretty insulting and pretty offensive. So that compounded with the heat that I'm feeling right now on top of all the potential distractions and background noise and just the exhaustion of living in a place like this makes recording these pretty difficult, but I'm going to do my best. I was releasing one per week, but I just don't think that's going to be realistic here. I mean, right now I'm sitting in front of an open window where people are walking by and it's kind of awkward because they walk by and then they're like, who's that guy talking to? And I'm sure there's a goat somewhere around here that will not shut up. So you'll probably be hearing the goat occasionally. She's being oddly quiet right now, but who knows, maybe she'll get riled up again. Kids are screaming. That's just the environment here. It's noisy. And so that's just going to be part of the podcast moving forward. I'll do my best to eliminate background noises when I'm editing, but I can't get it all out. So if you're distracted by that, I apologize. But anyways, this is the Awkward Apocalypse, a deconstruction podcast that examines Christian culture against the authority of scripture. I'm Corey Kuhn, and today I want to talk about missions. This is the catchy theme song. This is the catchy theme song. I want to talk about missions, but if you're not into missions and that's not your thing, if you're not a missionary and that's like never interested you before, stick with me on this because in a lot of ways, this is kind of my application for a lot of the abstract things I've been talking about. My podcast up to this point has been pretty abstract, a lot of philosophies and a lot of theories and a lot of terms and things like that. And missions in a lot of ways is how I apply a lot of that. And that might seem odd to say that my application for Christian culture, specifically in America, as I've been talking about, is in a foreign mission field? Like what, how does that translate? Well, I think that in a lot of ways, missions is a gauge for the health of the church. Like missions is kind of the application of the church, right? I mean, local missions within your community and then missions abroad, like where I am in Liberia. In a lot of ways, that's going to be indicative of the health of the church is how you go about missions should be a pretty accurate representation of the health of your ministry, your theology, and your overall vision of what it means to be a Christian, because that's what you're going to be carrying with you into the mission field. And for me, my deconstruction journey in a lot of ways started on the mission field. I've served with a lot of agencies. I've done internships. I've been on so many short-term trips and now I'm full-time in Africa. And for me, a lot of the questions that I started asking, I started asking while I was on the mission field. And so for me, there was like this sort of dissonance in my mind. There was this Christianity that I had been raised in, this Christian culture. And then there was me actually seeing that applied on the mission field. And I kind of talked about this in episode seven, where I talked about how being in the presence of someone who was so poor and so faithful just kind of shattered my view of what it meant to be a Christian. But seeing that on the mission field in a lot of ways is what started all these questions in my mind. And I haven't really been able to get the questions out of my mind since. And it hasn't really been until now that I've been able to put terms to what I was feeling and thinking. And so my goal is to, in a lot of ways, expose that and then replace that with what I believe is a more accurate representation of what it means to be a Christian in the world, whether it's in America or on the mission field. But I see the culture of American Christianity really hurting 
people in other countries because of missions. And what's funny about being a missionary in sort of the deconstruction world is I'm not really popular. A lot of people who are deconstructing really don't like missionaries because they see it just as like indoctrination. And in some cases, that's exactly what it is. It's just you indoctrinating people from other countries with your version of Christianity. And that can cause a lot of damage. And I'm going to do probably multiple episodes on that. So it's difficult for me as a missionary to sort of inhabit that sphere. And I've kind of talked about in other episodes why I don't exactly fit into deconstruction circles, how I'm like a little bit different than their ideologies. So it's like, it's even harder for me because I don't have a people, I don't have a home. I don't have like a group of people who believe the same things that I believe. I have, I'm, I fit into this weird category where I'm oddly orthodox, but I'm deconstructing and then I'm on the mission field and my mission philosophy in a lot of ways doesn't really cohere with a lot of other missionaries. And so I, I'm just in this weird category. Like I just don't meet a lot of people who believe exactly what I believe. And so being on the mission field while you're deconstructing in a lot of ways feels like you're trying to drive a car that doesn't have tires or you're trying to fly an airplane without wings. Because the questions that I'm asking are foundational questions about like, what is the Bible? What does it mean to be a Christian? Who was Jesus and how can I imitate him to the best of my ability? A lot of those questions are really foundational to what it means to be a Christian. So to be deconstructing and to be really like asking those questions in a serious way while you're on the mission field is really disorienting. But I think what's kind of cool is my deconstruction journey started on the mission field and I was left with a lot of questions. And now that I'm on the mission field, I feel like my goal as a missionary now is to look at all the damage that missions has done and do my best to be faithful to scripture and faithful to what Jesus has called me to do and to help I guess, correct or undo a lot of the damage that has been done because of missions. And I believe that will be done through the process of deconstruction, through the process of asking these critical questions. And then once we arrive at the answers, once we arrive at the real gospel, at what the Bible is actually communicating to us and telling us our mission is as Christians, once we arrive at that, we can go forth and be the hands and feet of Christ and be like Jesus in a place that so desperately needs it, a place that doesn't need our cultural version of Christianity because that's damaging and destructive, as I've already pointed out in other episodes. So where do we see that on the mission field? Where are these problems? Where, how do we see this cultural Christianity of America being exported to these countries? Well, as I've talked about in a previous episode, I believe the theology of the American church in a lot of ways is moralistic therapeutic deism. And as I've pointed out in other episodes, I believe that the American church has been converted into a business. I believe that a lot of churches are centered more around money than they are ministry. And for that reason, I believe the theology of the American church has been distorted into a different gospel entirely. The gospel of moralistic therapeutic deism, the gospel that tells you that your purpose in life is really in this life. It's to be happy and cozy and comfortable. And the focus on you and the elimination of suffering and the presence of your comfort is the priority. God exists just to make you comfortable and he's distant from your life until you need him. And you see it all over the mission field. And I think there are really two ways that you see moralistic therapeutic deism playing out on the mission field today. The first place we see that is the prosperity gospel. Now, the prosperity gospel is kind of the extreme version of moralistic therapeutic deism. And I think the unfortunate thing about that is the prosperity gospel is kind of an easy target for a lot of Christians. And they look at their church and they say, well, we're not preaching prosperity, so we must be biblical. And I still think that you can be preaching moralistic therapeutic deism without preaching necessarily the prosperity gospel. I think that's just like the extreme version of moralistic therapeutic deism. 
But I mean, you do see the prosperity gospel everywhere, at least where I am in Africa. I've been to East Africa and West Africa, and I've seen prosperity preaching everywhere. It's so hard for me to attend churches here because it's just prosperity, prosperity, prosperity. The whole time it's about, you will go to America, you will get a passport, you will get married, you will have money, you will have a car, you will never suffer again. I mean, it's overt prosperity gospel preaching and it's everywhere. And so in one sense, yeah, that, that is the American Christianity that we have exported to the mission field. They watch those televangelists, they watch those sermons, and that really hits a lot of people here. A lot of people are in poverty and they want prosperity. They want to get out of their situation. And so they see churches as a means to that end. And I'm going to do one podcast later on why the prosperity gospel is so attractive to Africans specifically, or just those who live within an animistic culture, because there's way more there than just the desire to be comfortable. So I'm going to do an episode on that later. But for right now, I would say that's the extreme application of moralistic therapeutic deism that we see on the mission field is just us exporting the prosperity gospel to the mission field. And we didn't really even have to do that through missions. They, they just watched that on the internet and on the TV. And that really has influenced Christianity a lot. But I would say the other area where we see moralistic therapeutic deism affecting missions in particular is we see it in the way that we go about missions. Now, like I said, my other episodes were pretty abstract, but this is a bit more practical. So in the abstract episode, I talked about what moralistic therapeutic deism was in theory, but here we see it in practice. On the mission field, we see it in practice. And the way that it's practiced is it turns missions into a purely humanitarian effort. It takes something that should be more holistic, something that should incorporate a lot of different elements, both spiritual and physical and it turns it into something that is more purely physical. And so a lot of missions have become humanitarian in nature. I mean, think about all the Christian organizations that you support. They do things, right? Like a lot of Christian organizations, except and I guess more like fundamentalist circles, are mostly humanitarian. They build schools, they run clinics, they give food. They do a lot of these physical projects. And if you think about short-term missions, I mean, I've been on a ton of short-term trips and what's the purpose? there's usually something physical, right? There's usually something you're building, something you're painting, something that you can take a picture of and then go back to church and report on the success of the trip because this particular task was accomplished. And that's not completely bad. Like that's not a bad thing. Obviously we are called to care for the poor. I mean, we do that. that that's what Molly and I do in Liberia is we run a sponsorship program. We give kids food, education, and try to care for all their physical needs. We do humanitarian work while we're in Liberia. And I think it would be very unchristlike to ignore the suffering of the people around you and just focus on like spiritual needs. The church has done that in the past and it's damaged a lot of people. So yeah, I think not being humanitarian would be pretty unchristlike. So my point is not, we should not do humanitarian work. Don't hear me saying that. My point is, I think we have taken missions and sort of one-dimensionalized it into something that is purely humanitarian. And the reason is because moralistic therapeutic deism teaches that our purpose in life is to be happy and cozy and comfortable and to have a good quality of life. So missions turns into just that, trying to give people a better quality of life. And I think this affects missions in a lot of very serious ways. For example, I think it isolates missionaries because missionaries come with a task and with a purpose and they don't really focus on being with the people and developing actual relationships with the people. Now, if you want to do good humanitarian work, you should be doing that anyways. 
But if you're doing humanitarian work, it is easier to enter into another culture and see yourself as sort of the savior. You are the one with something to give and the people are the recipients of whatever you have to give. So it is easier to isolate yourself and live like sort of in a compound away from the people because you are the one who has all the resources and the wealth and you're showering it down on them to try to bring the people up to your level, to your quality of life. Because under moralistic therapeutic deism, the poor are cast as the less fortunate. And if the poor are the less fortunate, they're the ones you're here to help. And so that centers missions around these Christian saviors who are wealthy and then sort of portray that as the ideal life for a Christian. And so missions is done in such a way that we want to help people overcome their suffering and find comfort in this life. Because according to moralistic therapeutic deism, the core problem that we all have is we are suffering and we're not comfortable and God exists to help us be comfortable. Jesus exists to open the door for us to have a comfortable and flourishing lifestyle. And so while caring for people is not a bad thing at all, the reason why we do it can really affect how we do it and how effective we are at doing it. And then it can also affect other elements of the person's well-being in their life in a way that we don't really see it first because if the poor are just there for us to help and they're not really an integral part of the ministry, then they're sort of isolated from the humanitarian work. They're, they're just there to receive, not to give, not to pour back into the ministry. And if that's the case, then their voices are not going to be heard. Their true needs probably won't be known because that relationship won't be there. But you can see where moralistic therapeutic deism plays out on the mission field. And it's not just in the prosperity gospel. It's in the way we go about missions. Because I've noticed something. I've noticed that a lot of people ask me, what are you going to do in Liberia? When we were raising money for support in Liberia, a lot of people would say, what are you going to be doing there? And like I said, that kind of goes back to the humanitarian expectations that people have for missionaries. They assume that if I'm going to Africa, it's because I'm going to be doing something physical. And we are like, we, like I said, we do physical things. And I mean, every day here looks different. If you come to a place like Africa with a plan, if you have a clear plan for what you want to be doing in a place like this, you're just going to get frustrated. It's going to destroy you because this is not a place with a plan. This is a place where plans get obliterated. And as a side note, I think that's one of the major reasons that a lot of missionaries get burnt out because they focus primarily on humanitarian work. And when your focus is primarily on humanitarian work in a place like Africa, where plans are doomed to constantly fail, where people don't participate in the way that you want them to. And where if you don't have a proper relationship with people, you won't understand their needs effectively. Your plans fail a lot. And if your purpose is only to improve the quality of life for the people you're trying to reach and you're not doing that effectively, you're going to get burnout really fast because you have basically undermined your reason for being here in the first place. And I think that's one of the biggest causes of missionary burnout. See, a lot of people would say that it's the environment, it's the conditions, it's the heat, it's the lack of proper medical care. It's, it's things like that, that you just miss home and I don't, I'm not convinced that that's the reason why so many missionaries get depressed and burnt out. I think in a lot of cases, one of the major causes of missionary burnout is a change in the overall purpose for why they're there. Because I mean, think about it. Think about all the suffering that's gone on in human history. Think about all the people who have been tortured to death for what they believe and have endured to the end with a smile. I mean, think about all the people who froze to death fighting for their country. Think about all the people in the trenches of World War One all the suffering that they went through to fight for their country. And yes, I know in a lot of cases they didn't have a choice, but the point is a lot of people have endured things way harder than the mission field. They've suffered way more than missionaries, but they pushed through. 
And I think that we do, we all have that resilience and that strength within us. But I think that resilience and strength comes from a place of purpose. And I think if our purpose is not properly grounded, we are doomed to become depressed and burnt out. And so I think that the foundation of moralistic therapeutic deism provides a shaky foundation for missions. And I think it's one of the reasons a lot of missionaries get burnt out because they're, they're in a place like Africa doing purely humanitarian work. And if you've ever done humanitarian work in a place like this, it's really, really hard because like I said, this is not a place with a plan. And if you've got a plan, it's probably not going to work. And that's, and that is actually one of the reasons why developing a relationship with the people is so important because if you have that relationship, you understand their needs better and they are more likely to cooperate and participate with your plan. And hopefully, ideally your plan will be their plan. From my experience, that is much more effective than entering in with your own plan of what you want to do and your vision for what all these people on the other side of the planet need for their lives without asking them first what they need. But under moralistic therapeutic deism, you are the savior and you're the one who knows exactly what it takes to live a comfortable and good quality life. So that makes it less likely that you're going to listen to the locals and respect what they believe their needs are. So moralistic therapeutic deism as a foundation for missions, I believe leads to burnout. I believe it's not a proper foundation for missions. And I believe it one dimensionalizes missions into a purely humanitarian effort, which is problematic. And in its most extreme versions, it leads to the preaching of the prosperity gospel, which really isn't the gospel at all. And so the theology of American Christianity, when applied to the mission field, is a huge problem. And in an earlier episode, I talked about how the theology of American Christianity comes from the church becoming a business. And I think the opposite has happened on the mission field. I'm, I'm still thinking about this, and I'm still not sure if this is completely accurate, but I think the order is flipped. I think that the theology of moralistic therapeutic deism came first, and then from that came a business model church. Because what happens when you're doing purely humanitarian work is that tends to turn your mission agency into a business because it becomes more about what you're doing and what you're doing tends to generate money. And so I think we see the same problem on the mission field that we see in the American church. The difference is the order is flipped. The theology, I believe, came first. And then from that came this business model to missions. And then what we see is actually on the mission field, the churches kind of have the same business model that the American churches have. And when mission agencies become businesses, they hurt the people they're trying to help because the poor become a commodity to be sold rather than people to be loved. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we're doing in Liberia, feel free to check out standingsidebyside.org. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a donation tab on that website, or you can just Venmo at standing side by side. That's one word. If you'd like to support us individually, just reach out to me and I can give you more information on how to do that. And as always, if you're listening on a podcast streaming platform, be sure to leave me a good review and a good rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, comment, like, whatever. Everything you do increases the probability that more people will see it. So that in turn helps me get this message out to more people. So thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith.